Welcome to episode two of Our Boys in Green here with the Green Machine. Nick and Martin here to review how all of the Irish players got on in the squad in the last couple of games against Portugal and Luxembourg. Martin, you must be tired. You're just back from Luxembourg. Yeah, I am. Yeah, pretty pretty knackered, to be honest. Uh, absolutely brilliant trip, though, and amazing to see. Um, you know, two really good results in the last two qualifiers. Um, an away win It's not something we often have, looking back over our history. Um, and I know people will say it was only Luxembourg and things like that, but, you know, they have got players who are playing and, you know, they've got one who's been plays in the Champions League. Um, they're a very good team. Um, and I know it took us a half to kind of break them down, but no, look, we went there and we, I thought we fully deserved our win. And it was just absolutely brilliant to see the buzz around Irish football back, really. But yeah, absolutely wrecked. <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. I'd say so. Because <laughs> yeah. we, so we were at the game together, Martin, on, on Portugal, which was great, you know, great to, great to sit together and, and take a match together. But, um, you know, at least, at least I just had to, Get the dart home. Yeah. You, 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 you've had um, you've had a full week on it, so you've been uh, yeah, you've you've uh, you, you've represented us with with great esteem as always. So yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna preview or we're gonna review rather all the players that that got on because under normal circumstances, what we do is we chat about how the players got on domestically over the weekend with their with their games with their clubs. What we'll do today is we will just look at the lads who were in the squad and how they got on, who stood out, who didn't play, and so on. So we'll take a position per position, and we'll start off with the goalkeepers. Now, now naturally, it's it's always going to revolve around one goalkeeper, isn't it? Because there's always going to be two in the squad that don't feature. So Quevin Kelleher and Mark Travers not getting any game time, understandably so. Gavin Bizzunu, two clean sheets. I think that was his fourth on the trot, wasn't it? And yeah. you know, I think I think he's he's kind of five or six clean sheets and all now at international level. How impressed were you with him, Martin, in particular his distribution? Because I mean, we 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 talk about the saves and we talk about him cl- keeping clean sheets, but his distribution is second to none, isn't it? You can tell he's learning a lot from Ederson at Man City. Yeah, it's, it's something I actually saw a lot more in the warm-up, actually, against Portugal um, in the home game. Uh, I watched his warm-up quite closely, and yeah, and he, he just fizzes that ball out really quick. And what I actually was talking about someone the other night about it was um, he he kind of has the ball and he goes to throw it, and then it, it looks as if like the player is going to come and close down that, but then he will still launch it because he's so confident in his ability to do that. And your first touch has got to be really good. But... Um, you know, he unbelievable. Like it just, I, I can't believe he's nineteen. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I've, I've seen a lot of tweets today. Obviously, a lot of social media coverage of the save, and it is unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of the best saves I've seen. Like when I've been live in the stadium, um, I think you know if he was, you know, he had a higher profile as well. We everyone would be talking about it even more. But um, if he was in like Martin, he, he'd yeah. probably be getting a lot of plaudits, wouldn't he? He would be, yeah. Beyond, he'd be on a stream all day, wouldn't it, on Sky Sports. But um, no, I just think he's brilliant after the game. The way he speaks, they're not afraid to put him up in front of the media and he talks yeah. really, really well. He comes across so grounded as well and confident. And I think the players actually in the squad have such confidence in him, even though he's his age of only 19. I think... Um, they all talk about it as well, like they just rate him so highly. And I think, I think in our previews in the uh, episodes we've done previously, I've, I've mentioned that you know he it's a position we're really really sound in. And I actually feel sorry for kind of Kelleher and Travers. It's they probably won't win many caps 
if he stays fit because he is number one now and that's it. And I also feel sorry for Randolph in a way because Randolph's like just gone out of it now completely um, and probably hasn't got the kind of send-off he probably would have deserved in a sense. But I think... He's gone off so, the grid. Yeah, he's gone off the grid completely, yeah. But I think we're just so sound with, with uh, Bazunu and... Yeah, I just love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And he's a great role model for kids uh, and anyone seeing how grounded he is. I know when he joined up with the squad recently, he went and met up again with Shamrock Rovers. Uh, they've been there on the 19s. He's just a grounded kid, basically. And I can just imagine the pressure he's under because he's playing at the highest level um, and he's able to do what he can do. It's, I think it's just incredible. Very vocal as well, isn't he? I mean, not not that we could hear him at the games, but certainly you can see on TV how much he's he's speaking. You can see he's pointing. I know I know. we give out about players pointing and, and that kind of thing. But, I mean, he's always showing for the ball, isn't he? And I, I watched the Portugal match back. The amount of times that either John Egan or Seamus Coleman were kind of stuck in the corner. And Bizzoun is showing for it on, on the edge of the box yeah. and, and, and distributing it out. But, I mean, the accuracy of his distribution is, is insane. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's great to see a modern-day goalkeeper. In the squad, Quevin Kelleher is of the the kind of same ilk, isn't he? But I think Bazuna is, is is certainly ahead of him for the the meantime. And it's hard to believe, like he's you know he was only a couple of months old when we played at our last World Cup, which is which is terrifying, really. But he's yeah. um you know he he could be a real superstar, can't he? And it's yeah. it's 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 another another two clean sheets on the trot for Gavin Bazunu. Um, so the just to talk through the the defenders, um. You know, so I mean, you've got Seamus Coleman, Ender Stevens, Shane Duffy, John Egan, Matt Doherty, and then Nathan Collins, Andrew Omo Bamadele, and, and Ryan uh, Manning didn't really play at all. I think Omo Bamadele got a bit of a minute last night, didn't he, against, against Luxembourg? But out of the defenders, Martin, I mean, Shane Duffy in the first game, if we maybe take him first, you know, that 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 picture of him kind of throttling Ronaldo, it's, it's been immortalized already, hasn't it? But how, how did you find his performance last night? Uh, he got the goal, of course, but a little bit shakier. Yeah, he was a bit shakier at the start and stuff. I, I think the thing about him that I like hearing Kenny talk about is that he, he wants to see him try to distribute the ball better and stuff. And, you know, he just is a really imp- imposing kind of physical presence in the back uh, back of our defence. And he's always going to be a threat from set pieces as well. Um, I think, you know, he scored a, it's great to see him score back in the goals as well. And he has been doing that even with Brighton. So, um, he's had a really good start to the season. I know he's back in favour now. So, yeah, I, I just think he he offers a lot from that. I think we will be a little bit vulnerable sometimes with his pace and maybe sometimes he is prone to the odd error. Um, but I think when he's got like John Egan around him as well and Seamus Coleman, I think as a unit they work really, really well now. So I think they are doing really, really well with it. Would you put his distribution down to Stephen Kenny? Well, his improved distribution rather because I remember going to a game, we were playing Austria at home and, and he was playing beside um, Kevin Long who, who doesn't really play much at all does he for Burnley and I remember thinking Jesus you know he's trying all these long balls and he's trying all these passes that, that just aren't pulling off and I mean when he was at, at Celtic naturally we, we had the whole dip in form he was making a lot of errors he was making a lot of mistakes but since he's gone back to Brighton and, and part of his um, his comeback uh, to game time was with Ireland, wasn't it? It was the I think it was the Qatar match in March. He kind of been dropped by them by Celtic and then he, he started against Hungary and he was excellent. So do you think Stephen Kenny has a lot to do with, with his improved distribution? Yeah, he does. I think he is encouraging to do that. And I think, um, you know, like we've spoken about preview games and thinking like getting the balance right and stuff. But I think, yeah, really Ireland kick-started his career back really, I think. Uh, Kenny showed a lot of faith in him 
And I think he's justified that faith. You know, he's, he doesn't really let us down very often. Um, and I think, you know, even I know, you know, saying about the immortalised image of him, you know, showing his strength against Ronaldo. Um, the other one, the iconic moment in that game is the little turn he does as well. So, yeah. uh, the Duffy turn. So, um, I like seeing that from him. But, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I did, I did worry about him and his future for Ireland because I thought I was hearing so much about Kenny will want to play from the back and he kept he kept referencing John Egan as the man to bring out the ball and get things going and stepping in. But, you know, if you look back, even in the Portugal game the other night, um, I think it's a bit when Ender Stevens is practically, he had the shot, doesn't he? I think yeah. in one of the games. And, um, you know, Duffy got forward, I think, for in another game, was like a furthest man forward. He came, brought the ball out, but he kept going. So I think, yeah, I've got to give a lot of praise to Kenny instilling that confidence to say, we are going to play football now. And even if you're in defence, you are part of this footballing team and you are to go forward and you are to kind of develop. I, I did worry about him, as I said. I did think he wasn't going to cope with this kind of Kenny ball. Um, but yeah, he's, I'll be honest, he's put, I put my hands up. He's, he's proved me wrong completely. And I think even with Anthony Barry in there, it was set pieces. We've, there was always our strength. We got a goal last night from a set piece again and, and it was from him. So um, yeah, I think he, he done very, very well. Yeah, I did an article for Aragide, Martin. I'm not sure if you saw it, but... I kind of referenced this whole idea that Shane Duffy in his goodbye statement to Celtic had said that he wanted to, you know, he, he had to go home, he had to go back to Brighton and and reflect and improve. And a lot of these statements tend to be real empty promises, don't they? But he's really delivered on that. And I think a lot of a lot of players, either young players or players coming back from injury or lack of form, could take a huge amount of inspiration from Shane Duffy because he, he stuck to those words and he stuck to that philosophy and, and he's he's enjoyed a very, very good campaign with Brighton so far and a great international window with Ireland again. Seamus yeah. Coleman, Martin, uh, something like, as I said, I watched the game back against Portugal. And I was probably about six beers in, uh, in the, <laughs> during the first half. But but something I did forget was the, the block from Ronaldo. I mean, yeah. Col- Coleman, now, in my opinion now, and again, I, I might contradict myself in a few minutes on my, on my kind of take on Matt Doherty, but I think Coleman, even though he's 30, nearly 34 at this stage, I mean, I think he best serves any team he plays for bombing up and down the pitch. But this kind of, you know, right-handed uh, center half, they call it the Kyle Walker role mm. or the Asperil Equator role. Um, he's he's adapted to it well, hasn't he? It just suits his game. And, you know, he he, he handled Ronaldo well, didn't he? I mean, Ronaldo was playing out on the left and and he 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 thrived against him, didn't he? And, and yeah. we, saw, we, we saw similarities in the Luxembourg match. He's just, he's just solid in that position. I, I personally prefer him bombing forward, but he's, um, you know, he's serving us very well there, isn't he? Yeah, I think with, with him, I think it's the physicality on him. I was worried about, you know, I think he was one of the people when we had the free game kind of campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of took his toll on him, his recovery and stuff like that, the load on him. But I think, you know, you know what you're going to get with him. I mean, it's just insane that what, he cost Everton, if you look back. I mean, there should be no question of this debate. We were talking about him last night, as we were talking about all the players, basically. And I said, it's not even a, it's not even up for debate that he is the most, like, it's the best player in the Premier League for the money that he costs. It's just not even up for debate. I mean, mm. you know, he's, he's earning more in a week than he cost them. So, so <laughs> ridiculous if you think about it, that context. I, I think he just gives us that um, reassurance at the back. He's so solid. You can play him anywhere there as well. And he, and I think he just, like, I think there's a good point you made there about thriving against Ronaldo. I remember even back in Faro, he, he doesn't put up with any of Ronaldo's antics and stuff. And he knows how to no. get into Ronaldo's head a little bit. 
Um, now, look, look, let's look back at Faro, though. He was, I think he was called for one of the goals there. He did switch off, I think, for the late goal. But, you know, I think he does actually thrive against the very best. I think he sees it as a challenge. And he, and he definitely won the day, I think, in Dublin against him this time. Um, very, very solid, though. You know, you just can't go wrong with him. And he's just the nicest. Like, we've, we're so blessed again. You know what I'm saying? I keep making a point about I want... Like, I, I, honestly, I was getting so carried away now. I had a lot of drink last night. But... I really? just say I can't. I really love this team. You, they're you all likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. They're so likable. Like I've never. I've honestly. I'm. Um, I've seen a lot of campaigns. Went to the Euros, World Cups, and stuff. This team. I think this group. I'm more excited about it now than ever. Having seen it and been in the aways now. Like we've got to remember, we came through COVID and everything like that. Yeah. I hope not to go off on a big rant here, tangent. But uh, they're just so likable as a group. And maybe it's because I kind of see them as they're younger than me. A lot, obviously. Um, but like they're just. They're all players wanting to do well in their teams and do well for Ireland. And when you meet them, they're just lovely and they're inspiration, I think, to youngsters. And I think that's really important to have do that you, now. Do you think part of that, Martin, is the fact that they're not playing for your your Manchester United's, your Liverpool's, your your top top clubs, and and maybe you know where in the past you would have had players playing playing in your your top four, playing in Europe. We we've got lads who are coming from more modest surroundings, and perhaps that's that's kind of translating into into the international fall when they come away with us. So I think it is, yeah. It, it, it could be a pro to, to having players at the lesser clubs, should we say? I think I think as well, it, that, that's one point, definitely. But and we, and we don't really have a massive star name. Like, like, we haven't got anyone, I don't think, in that team who thinks they're the main man. Callum Robinson has scored six goals now in the last three games, I think it is. Yeah. Or four games. He He's not got an attitude, though. He's not an ego. He's not like... like like it's not like such a high profile that he's thinking I'm the main man and I can go anywhere and I I boss it everywhere. I don't think he's got that about him. He's just such a nice character, grounded. You know, they these lads are all, all engaged with the fans. We met them walking around the street yesterday. They went for a little walk around the town. They stopped for photos with people. You know, they went into Starbucks. You know, we they're all at the airport. I seen coming back today. I seen someone, a friend of mine, uh, Cole Chu from the club. He he said he took a photo of like and they're going. I can't believe all these international players are on our flight back and they're all like in their civvies basically. And they're just approachable and nice, you know. Mm. I think they just really thrive playing for Ireland. I think that's something that Kenny's got them do it. Like, I think it must be such a positive thing for them to be told from the past, you are you are good players. You This is our DNA, like we want to try and do. You've all got this about you go and play and then you can trust the kind of process I suppose whereas in the past hearing from your manager like Martin O'Neill you, oh, we, we haven't got, we're not good enough to compete at this level I mean, that's just damning isn't it you, yeah. why would you bother going and playing for him it's outrageous really and I, I, the thing I was making is very important last night as well you know we've under, we've had really really good players for our teams over the years like Robbie and, and Duffer and stuff like that but you know I think when we look back at I know we have been doing the Martin O'Neill years and stuff like that when we look back at Robbie Keane he he kind of protected his own position and, and role in that those squads by always playing. Instead of questioning the manager saying, why can't we play? Let's go and play. It's just yeah. mad, really, when we look back at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, it is it is that whole idea, isn't it, where, where players are trying to protect their position and they don't want to uh, they don't want to influence the manager too much. But there seems to be an openness with Kenny. You know, there does seem to be an openness and you can... You can see him even in press conferences, the way he just looks at the players. Like I was watching the the post match with Ogbene, and you can see 
the way he was beaming at Agbeni. He's taking in every word he's saying, and he's 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 considering the interviews, and he's considering their answers, and he's considering how they are as as young men as opposed to just footballers. Yeah. yeah, so it's great. It's great to see. It's great to see. Matt Doherty, uh, I think I kind of mentioned this last night in the, on the post match, Martin. I know you're at the game, but 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 when David and I were discussing things, and a player that I think is hugely under underappreciated. I mean, he's. He's probably our most high-profile player, isn't he? I mean, he's playing for Spurs. Well, he's not really playing for Spurs, is he? He's, he's on the bench for Spurs, but he's probably at the biggest club out of any of our lads. Yeah. If you, if you exclude Newcastle from that, Martin. But he's <laughs> but he's um, he's one of those players that just gets his foot in the ball. He has a go. He bursts forward. He's very forward-thinking against Portugal. He was always inclined to attack their fullbacks, wasn't he? And then we we, we saw it last night against against Luxembourg. He, he cuts in, he makes things happen. His vision is excellent. He had a lovely ball over the top last night that, that Callum Robinson was very unlucky not to get in the end of. And I thought he was man the match last night uh, over, over Ogbené. But he's he's a guy who, you know, probably had a slow start to his international career, uh, possibly because he was he was playing for a manager that, that he quoted himself, uh, wasn't really coaching them well or wasn't giving them much mm. instruction. But have we seen... Have we seen a resurgence in, in Doherty and another example, a little bit like Duffy, of, of a player thriving under Stephen Kenny's guidance? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's a very strange thing for me seeing him with a number 10 on his back. But, you know, that's that's just how these modern squads kind of seem to work. It gets, um, it's, got, it's gotten passed around like currency, that number 10. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like you said, though, yeah, I thought it was really, really good last night. And, and, and you know what you're going to get with him. And he's just so adaptable as well. You can play him left or right as well. And I think the way they kind of all rotate around the pitch and they, there's a lot of interchanging in the game. You can see things. It's, it's quite clever. And, you know, I think there's nothing like you. Obviously, you get a, one viewpoint from the TV, of course. But when you're at the game, if you are able to kind of see it and see positions and stuff and how they interchange, it's very interesting to see, I think. And he's a player who's quite obviously intelligent, that he's able to adapt to that. Um, yeah, and I think he is, yeah, perfect example of someone again thriving under a manager who's encouraging him to play and saying, We can. I mean, this was a debate we had a few years ago was how, how is Mick McCarthy going to get Coleman and Matt Doherty into the same team? Yeah. It doesn't seem to be a problem now for Kenny, you know. Yeah, well, it's, it was the logical thing to do, wasn't he? He's probably taken yeah. a lot of a lot of inspiration from Gareth Southgate, hasn't he? You know, playing Kyle Walker and playing. Kieran Trippier, so yeah, it's, it's it's a similar kind of role he's done. I mean, Doherty Doherty's always thrived off that right wing back position rather than playing in a back four. And he, if we take the two left backs in the last two games together, Martin, so Enda Stevens and um, James McLean, over the two games, who would you have there as your as your first choice? Because I mean, in the first game, I mean Stevens, you could see the rustiness, but there was a solidity to his game, and he he is specialised in that wing back position. And when, when McLean came on, there was a bit of momentum loss on the left-hand side. But, I mean, last night, um, again, like conservative again from McLean, but, I mean, his deliveries were excellent. You know, I think I think it's something that we lack from from width is a decent delivery. And, I mean, he was, I suppose, the secondary assister um, for the Robinson goal, wasn't he? So, based on the two games, Martin, who would you be having at left, at left wing back? Presuming we're going with that system going into the March fixtures, I think it's a diff- it's kind of a difficult question. I think if we were going a little bit more defensive, like a bit more solid in, in that kind of setup, I think Ender Stevens is there. But I'm worried about his fitness. I think that is a quite a bad injury somewhere, or his recovery from that. I think yeah. is impacting him. I've read something recently, or heard something. He was like one of the fastest players in the Premier League one year. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think I, that up. I think the se- I think the season they went down, he was. Yeah, he was yeah, one, of the, like, one of the fastest and, and, players. Yeah. 
that might have impacted him a little bit now, this injury, and it. But I, I, I like, though, James McLean's kind of gusto. But it's a little bit more than that. Like, I, I was very impressed with him last night with his delivery. You know, he even had the one that he nearly assisted Adam Ida, didn't he, with a little flick um, shot. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I know what you're going to get with him. And I think, you know, he, he always thrives to the battle, doesn't he, James McLean? Um, so I think in a game where we can kind of be very, very on the attack and the offensive, I think James McLean would be the one for me, to be, to be honest. And I, I think you know what you're going to get. But I don't think James McLean's the type of character either that he's going to rock the boat in the squad. Like, I just think he he's done an awful... I think he, he he's a lot of credit as well. He gets slated, doesn't he? I know he gets slated this time of year, especially the poppy and all that stuff. Right. But he, I, I've said it as well. I know we've had discussions about him. He, he is quite limited. Obviously, he's all left foot and stuff. But he's actually, again, another one of these now who seems to be improving under Stephen Kenny. I think he is a little bit more now. Like he, he's really got his game back, and I think well, he's, he does he's calmer, isn't he? Like towards. he plays with a much calmer head, and, and yeah, that, that was probably what was holding him back a lot because there there was a sloppiness to his game, there was an over eagerness, and people like to see it. But effectively, when you when you want to get results and when you want to get performances, that's not going to do you much good. But with Kenny, and we mentioned this last night, and and it was something I was critical of, but on reflection, I think it's actually you know it's 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 a real asset of McLean's game under Kenny. He. He does take momentum out of attacks, but he's he's playing things safe and he's recycling the ball rather than, you know, running into brick walls like he used to in the past. Yeah. Or, you know, running out of play or just like I, what I would say is his his body positioning is unusual. Like there, he, he does misread a lot of simple passes, but the fact that he's actually hanging on to possession and the fact he's making runs, he was hogging, hogging the wing, hugging the touchline all, all last night. And he was given options to open up the pitch. So. That's all under Kenny's instruction. And it's, um, you know, when you see a difference in a player, um, especially a player like James McLean, who is quite limited, it, it just shows that, that that Kenny is working magic from the man management point of view. John Egan, Martin, um, you know, another excellent performance, uh, two excellent performances from Egan. I mean, he, he is our man just to carry it forward, isn't he? And he's, again, he's, he's probably one of the first names in the team sheet just in terms of what he gives us from the... The kind of modern uh, contemporary centre half uh, playing it out from the back kind of style. Yeah, I mean that back three. If you look at Coleman, Duffy, and Egan together, so experienced now. A lot of captains at their teams as well at clubs, um, or have been in the past. You know, real leaders. And and it's interesting when there is a mistake, you can see them sorting it out. And I like that. You know, they're stepping up and they're actually sorting it out themselves and they might be having words with each other and stuff, but that's just keeping all the focus. And I think, you know, even their experienced pros, back to Bazunu, they're, they're happy to him. They're so confident in his ability and reassured by him and his passing and distribution that they know that they don't mind him having a go at them and stuff. They organise it very, very well. And I, I think that's really important to see. I mean, we're blessed there at the back. We've got Darryl O'Shea as well uh, to come back into that. Omar Bamadeli is another one as well. I mean, this is, we're very, very fortunate at the back. Yeah. But the ease that they knock it around as well, because, I mean, against Portugal, I mean, you have, uh, what was it, um, Ronaldo and what's the centre forward? Um, I can't remember his name, but the, the lad who plays in Germany, one of the top scorers in the Bundesliga, mm. um, Andre Silva. Andre Silva. So you're knocking the ball around against those two very experienced players. And then, you know, you've got Bruno Fernandes, who I didn't even realise was playing on. <laughs> he, he was that anonymous. But yeah. when, when you're going to, I mean... There, there's always this ar- argument, you know, when we were playing against the likes of Hungary or we were playing against the likes of Luxembourg or whoever, and it's like, well, you're not going to knock it around like that against the big teams. And that's something that your Martin O'Neill's and your Giovanni Trapattoni's wouldn't have dared have, uh, have done because if you knock it around against those teams, you're going to get punished. And 
we did it against Portugal and we did this successfully. Now, there's a couple of hairy moments in the first 15 minutes or so when we were kind of finding our groove. But, you know, that back three gives us a huge amount of, of resourcefulness in terms of in terms of keeping possession at the back and keeping things rolling and not abandoning possession. So it's 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 really, really refreshing to see. And and it just and 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 the frustrating thing with it, Martin is like those three lads, I mean, you know, we've had we've had better centre halves in, in the last two decades and there's no way we would have played that kind of football. So it just shows that that we are capable of doing it. Yeah. Into midfield. So um just in terms of the midfielders, so just to remind people who are in the squad. So Josh Cullen, Connor Harahan, James McLean, Jeff Hendrick. Well, we've covered McLean as a defender. Alan Brown, Jason Knight, Jamie McGrath, Chidozo, Benny. Um just uh just you know, hands above the above the desk there, uh, Martin. So uh Callum Moldeuda, um <laughs> and Daryl Horgan and Jack Taylor, who actually didn't feature in either of the squad. So if we start off with with some of the more central players who started uh, the game, so I mean Josh Cullen and Jeff Hendrick, Cullen in particular, you know, playing a a really good role, kind of in that pivot, um, keeping things recycling. He's he's really pivotal to how Ireland play, isn't he, Martin? Because he just keeps things rolling, and he he's always shown for the ball, and he's always an outlet in midfield. He is. I mean, he's just he gets around so well. I mean, and he's just so, so, and again, like you said, he wins it. Just gives it gives it so simple. It's just. But and he can play a pass as well. Like we and, it, and you look at him from set piece. He he was the one who crossed it over for Duffy for the goal. You know, I think really impressed with him over the two games. You know, not phased by big names like Ronaldo and things like that. He's he's so important to us now. Again, I just hope he stays fit though because it was a this has been a problem position we've had for quite a while. Who can fill that role? And I think he's really learning to it. I, I will give credit. I think to Keith Andrews on this. It, he must be doing a lot of work with that midfield. Of, of knowing what the the role must entail, um, so yeah, I think he's he's such an important part of it. And I think again, real respect to him. He went away with Anderlecht, and he's playing week in week out, and he's learning the game, and he's under really good stewardship with uh, uh, Vincent Company over there. So you know, he's if he's been you know impressive enough there to start there week in week out, he's more than capable for us. And uh, yeah, I think absolutely brilliant over the two games. A kind of a continental style to him, isn't it? You know, that, that kind of deep line playmaker. And David, David said last night he needs to do more. <laughs> he said he needs to be more creative. I, I, I don't know about it. I think, you know, if you look at Glenn Whelan the past 15 years or so, where he was he was the the only man to kind of play in that position, James McCarthy, I mean, sadly couldn't do it consistently because of injuries and so on. But, I mean, he's he's more mobile and he's more forward-thinking than, than Whelan and and you know, much, much quicker as well. So he's the kind of player that an international team needs, isn't he? Just a, a good, technically uh, gifted deep line player, which is, which is something we've been crying out for. And hopefully he's going to be a mainstay for a long time. Future Ireland captain, a few people were saying in the, in the last few weeks, Jeff Hendrick, another man to, to perhaps reap the benefits of playing under Stephen Kenny. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think I made the point last week, uh, you know, he never really kicked on from 2016, but to be fair to him, he's now showing if he can play in that team and he's trusted and told to kind of, I mean, we tried and persevered with him for years. You know, we tried to play him in as a kind of Roman, you know, Roman number 10 and stuff as a more attacking. Um, he promised so much in 2016. This is now, he's, it's, it's very late in the day in his career, but again, the experience of him in there of international football, he's going to bring on a lot of these as well, um, playing in with him. And yeah, fair play to him. He's not let us down. It's actually been more impressive in the last few games than he has been for like three or four years. And is, I think he, it does come is, back to is he, benef- is he benefiting from playing beside Colin? Because Colin, Colin is always an outlet for him. Because Colin is always demanding the ball. 
And I mean, you would have had no disrespect to Glenn Whelan, but but Glenn Whelan would I wouldn't say he go hiding, but his positioning left a lot to be desired when it came to demanding the ball or being that pivot for his his fellow midfielders. You know, so so yeah, Cole, yeah, I Cole, think Cole, he is. Cole, yeah, yeah. a great partner for him. I think he compliments yeah, him well. Yeah, the legs, the energy, and that's it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then another player. I mean, that we have to mention. I don't know if he'd be more categorised as a forward, but Chidozi Ogbeni. Um, I mean, two excellent performances, really, weren't they? I mean, he he played nearly uh, pretty much the whole game against um, against Portugal the other night, didn't he? I think he came off for Will Keane, and and um, you know, I think he came off just a few minutes before the end last night. I think Alan Brown went on from. Um, full of energy. I th- I I would say he lacks a lot of end product. Martin um, might be a little bit harsh. But um, the energy he gives us and, and the threat he gives in behind, he stretches teams and he actually opens us, us up a lot without him even having the, the ball of feet. And two goals in, in five international games, it's, uh, it's looking very, very good for him. He's going to be a Stephen Kenny favourite, it seems. Yeah, he is. And this is a key thing with him. You know, again, lovely attitude. You can just see him like he's buzzing around. Anytime you see a photo of him or how he interacts with you know, the fellow players, like he's at Rotherham and... Lots of us wouldn't have even had a clue who he was, really. And he's come in there and he should take his opportunity. And he's, I think it's just infectious, again, just how his, how his sense of play and innocence, in a way. You know, he's not been kind of overcoached. He, he's just he's going out and doing like what he naturally wants to kind of do. And, yeah, the end product's not always there. But with the pace he's got, it's frightening. And I think that, that's just something, again, that he's on a loan at international level, so they can't even go, oh, we'll better scout him or see what we're going to do against him because he doesn't really seem to know what he's going to do himself. I think fair play <laughs> to him. He's come in there, very likeable. You could just see him in the group, the players all talking about him, you know, Chio's the name. I was disappointed with the Irish fans last night. They should have latched on to Chio. Chio should have been the chant. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought he was really, really good. And um, yeah, brilliant. A great, lovely goal, little goal as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the one I was thinking of was... You know, I, I did say in the preview when when I mean Callum O'Dowd has been called up, uh, he was a Kenny favourite. I think he obviously is in the pecking order now behind him. This is the kind of role I could have seen him doing for Ireland in, in that front of the right or, or the left even. Just so direct with it. Um, you know, you know their first instinct when they get the ball is to turn and run at the defender or to test them. Um, and I thought, yeah, really good. He wasn't phased against Portugal. Excellent last night again. So, yeah, great to see. I mean, um, I don't want to be... I don't think this is me being negative, but do you think he'd serve us a little bit better off the bench, Ogbené? Because I mean, we 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 mentioned kind of the the lack of end product and so on, but but the pace against tired legs, um, you know, I mean, even last night, I mean, he lasted the full well, not the full ninety minutes, but he came off a, four, a few minutes before, and he was still terrorizing the defense, wasn't he? Do, do you think he's, you know, we we mentioned on the show before, he's that kind of. Stephen Hunt-esque, you know, running the players, making things happen. Or do you think he's going to be a starter going forward? I think I think based on the, the last couple of performances, he's probably cemented this base, doesn't he? But- yeah, I think he's, he's going to be starting now. Um, you know, it would be it'd be interesting, yeah, how that happens. But, I mean, he's going to be brilliant off the bench anyway. Like, he's, he's taken his charge, so I couldn't knock him for that. And I think, yeah, I think he will be starting. Um, and I think it just it's going to depend now. Like, obviously, so many other factors got to stay fit got to stay in form, playing in their team regularly. But I think, yeah, he's the start for me now. Yeah. So another couple of players. So Jamie McGrath, of course, playing against Portugal, um, plays a little bit wider, doesn't he, Martin, for, for Ireland? And, um, and of course, a couple of other players just getting kind of minutes here. There, Conor Harrahan with a couple of cameos. 
again, looks like he's well down the pecking order. He's not playing at Sheffield United, so you know he really he really needs to get a bit of consistent game time there. And Alan Brown, um, with an appearance off the bench. Uh, in the second game against Luxembourg, so eight minutes left, and of course, I was I was delighted with that, Martin, wasn't I? So, <laughs> just the the last player to comment on in in terms of the midfielders, um, didn't actually get on the pitch against Portugal. Um, had a very complex injury over the summer, but Jason Knight, Martin, two assists last night. I think it's four international assists he has now. He he's a you know has he played himself? into the starting lineup based on that cameo last night? Or do you think he's going to be that kind of impact sub that we kind of need coming on with that bit of control, with that bit of creativity? Because he was excellent, wasn't he? For yeah, he's, as well. Yeah, I mean, he came on and changed the game last night. Um, and he, you know, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a lovely position for Kenny to be in. You know, he's he's worked with a lot of these players as well. And that's what he keeps saying. Like, a lot of these lads, like McGraw and Knight, he said, I know what they are as men. As young men, I know what they're like. I know what they're like in absorbing information that we provide to them. Because they get a lot of that, don't they? Let's be honest. A lot of football, these camps now and training is, a lot of it's, you know, they're reading, well, they're kind of getting visuals of where, they're, where they are and what they're doing for corners or little bits of positioning and stuff. And if you're able, if you're an intelligent player like that and you can kind of come in and take that information coming in off the bench and then do what he did, it's massively impressive. Like he, he came in and he changed the game. You know, we were, you know, we could have been one of them down the, the first half last night. Um, you know, even Portugal, you know, I know Ronaldo was kept relatively quiet, but he had two or three chances and it could easily have been one nil Portugal, I think, you know, overall. Um, but, you know, for this guy to come in off the bench and just execute what he's obviously been instructed to do, it's very impressive. And again, serves us well for the future. Um, yeah, I mean, two assists and a booking, can't go wrong. <laughs> Does he need to nail down a position, Martin? Because I mean, he Kenny said last night in the post match that when he came on, he was to play behind the strikers, but he could drift wide. He's playing on the right hand side for Derby. He's played in the left for Derby. He's playing, you know, kind of in the in the attacking three. I think he played as a holding midfielder for the under twenty ones under Kenny. So, is this something for his development that he he needs to consider? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, probably for him, he would want to be thinking, where am I playing in this team and stuff? I mean, you know, I think it's interesting how that front three kind of interlink. It will be like, is it two up and one up behind or, or how they all rotate? Um, very unpredictable. You don't really know yourself when you're kind of watching it where everyone's playing. They seem to be going off left and then they're off right and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think he's so clever. He can go in anywhere. And if, if we've got the luxury of having that, though, we don't have to have that rigid shape. I think that's where then he will thrive. And this is the thing I think Kenny is, again, all right, we did it last night and he, he was brilliant with the assists and stuff and his movement and running. It's the games where a team's just going to sit and not be as open is then who is unlocking it for you. And that's where I, I think we were even talking last night. You know, I'd like to see Robbie Brady get back in um, some way, you know, because that could be a player. Maybe he has to adapt his game a little bit like Ryan Giggs did towards that part of his career of, I'm not going to be all out running and doing this stuff now. I'm going to come in there as a like number 10, a little bit like Jack Byrne, possibly a role for him there as well um, in that role. Maybe Jason Knight can do that. Do you think like a midfield three of maybe Hendrick, Cullen and Brady will, will be the way to go? Maybe a midfield three there? Because I think I think we've gone with a midfield two, haven't we, in the last couple of games and we've been overrun a little bit. But I mean, if, if Brady's playing on that left-hand side, you get a bit of balance. It's very similar to that midfield that went to the Euros in, in 2016. It, it, 
is that a possibility for for Robbie Brady to come in a bit more centrally? It could be, yeah, yeah. I think we've got to. We'll have to just manage him when he does come back in. Hopefully, if he can get back in, um, of what what he's going to do and what his impact will be. You know, I don't think I, I wouldn't like to see Robbie Brady. Like, we don't, I don't. We need to have anyone down the left, even like doing the James McLean thing. I don't think he's going to have the legs for that anymore. No, um, to be doing that, but he is so clever. You got to remember when he came through at St Kevin's as well on the underage with Ireland. He was like playing number ten. He was he was everywhere um, and just an intelligent player. So he's definitely one well, I would keep an eye on. Maybe getting back in there, but at the moment I'd have no hesitation at all. I've been chasing Knight through that. Yeah, he's going to find it hard to get back in, regardless. I think with with yeah. Morrison, one of the midfielders. Finally, onto the fours, Martin. So Callum Robinson, Adam Ida, Troy Parrott, and Will Keane. So. Maybe starting off with Robinson, we, we kind of spoke about Chidozi Ogbeni. We mentioned him as a midfielder, but but, but Robinson again showing how, how key he is to Ireland. Physicality perhaps lacking a little bit as well, isn't it? But I mean, the, in terms of how he links things up, he switches the ball wide and um, came weighed in with the goal last night. As you said, I think it's six in six and three, is it? And and seven international goals altogether. So He's he's becoming a, a real pivotal player for us and, and our goal scorer, per, perhaps that goal scorer that we've, we've been craving for a long time now. Yeah, again, I think uh, brilliant to see with him. He's just so likeable as well. Um, very popular with the lads. You know, you can see even um, after the Portugal game, you know, he, I know he got a man of the match there and I was probably a little bit not sure about that to be very honest yeah, but yeah. I think it is a little bit of a cat I thought it's kind of a case of it, this is the FAI on this little PR thing of you know trying to make a name player you know another kind of have a player who kind of represents of, of us now yeah. um, building the brand yeah building the brand that's it yeah um, but yeah really impressive though you know and he's just he's a confidence player that's the thing with him you know he, he knows he's starting with Ireland I think he's actually on penalties as well um, wow. which I thought was interesting so he's obviously been told that like, oh, you're on penalties you're the main man here at the moment and they've got to get you out of the team and if you're scoring goals as a striker and you're creating and you're a threat all the time you're doing your job and that's it and he is just uh, uh, so confident that he's just a threat on that so um, and it, it, it was nice you know, I've seen the interaction with the players you know I was out at the Castle Knock in, in the, for the Portugal game and you see like Seamus Coleman chatting to Robinson's family you know he just you could hear him saying like oh he's he's he just lights up the room and i know Stephen kenny said that in the past um just very very positive around the the squad and i think that's very important when you're stuck away with you know lads for like seven or eight days you want to all be kind of have as much harmony as possible in that group um and if you know as well as a defender when you're keeping clean sheets at this level now which we are uh, which again is something that is massively important as we know I think if you know you've got a forward who's so confident and his sole intention is to shoot if he's got a chance, he's just not afraid to do something special and he, he can finish and he's just thrived off that confidence, you're delighted having that kind of player in your squad. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's really there now. You know, the CR7 stuff, again, is perhaps going to build be built on with the brand. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's done really, really well over the last few games. He's kicked on again from the... Uh, the uh, the game where he got the hat trick and stuff. So I think the other thing with him is just to keep him on a roll now. You know, like I wouldn't actually be too worried if he's playing or he's in and out with West Brom too much yeah. because I think when he comes back, he's coming straight back into Ireland. I think, um, but he won't have done him any harm. His performance with Ireland of actually getting minutes with West Brom. 
Yeah, and he's he's a real creative outlet as well. I mean, I know he's he's probably our, our main goal scorer, our main goal threat at the moment, but he's he's a very creative player. Like he's both footed, he can whip it in from both sides. Yeah. Um, and sadly, the the player in the middle that he doesn't find that often is Adam Ida. It's a tough couple of games for him, Martin. I mean, he didn't start against Portugal. Um, he didn't get off the bench at all, or he did get off the bench, and he came on kind of after about an hour after against Portugal and struggled a bit last night. He just needs a goal, Martin, doesn't he? I mean, there's a lot of graft there, but it's getting to the stage where where we need to start seeing goals and we need to see a little bit more industry from Ida. Yeah, that's the thing. As I said, strikers are going to be judged on goals. He's doing a lot of the hard work. If you look back, I mean, even against Portugal, I think he's very good. Like he he does. He's probably is our best at holding the ball up. I think he is that. He's got that about him, where he, and he demonstrated that uh, against Portugal and Faro. But you know, and he did it the other night as well. But he does need this goal, and he was a little bit unlucky last night. He's got to be a little bit clever with his movement, I think, as well, and be that threat. And he is just, he could be a little bit like Robinson. If he just gets one, he could just go on a run and, and get him, yeah. you know, and, and get another few. You know, that's it. You need your first international goal, because I think it does weigh on your your head, basically, that what you bring to the team, you know, you're judged on. Like, if you look at like Ogbeni, it's a great stat to go back at, isn't it? And just say, well, I've only played five times, scored twice. If you play me, I score. Even James Collins, you know, I mean, he's got two and two and ten, I think. And yeah, you know, Aaron, Aaron Connolly's another player who's who's probably going to have that little monkey on his back. I mean, when he's when he's not scoring goals, and we we have had that in the past, haven't we? With with um with Irish strikers strikers where they just they need to score goals to actually hit their groove. And yeah. and hopefully Ida will because I mean he's he offers so much in in different places, doesn't he? I mean, he can hold the ball up. He's got pace to get in behind. He's he's good in the air. You know, so there is there, there's several dynamics to his game that that you know we we don't even see. Um, and and I think the first few games that he had under Kenny, he was a little bit isolated. But now things are linking a bit together. We're creating a little bit more. So hopefully the goal comes because I think it's 13 caps he has now, and and he will want to be getting a goal. But to put it into context, he's still only 20. Yeah. I mean, I mean, only a couple of years ago, we weren't even capping players who were under 25, weren't we not? So no. it's it's he, he's a huge amount of time and hopefully his game develops a little bit of Norwich. And I see Dean Smith's been appointed as the Norwich manager. So you never know. I mean, he he, Josh Sargent, isn't it, who plays for Norwich, isn't, isn't exactly um, making much of an impact. So we could see he could see it as as perhaps a solution yeah. um, or, or perhaps give him a chance. Troy Parrott and Will Keane to kind of end off on there, uh, Martin. So, I mean... Neither really getting much game time at all. I think they 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 both played against Portugal. Um, I mean, Will Keane came on the last minute, didn't he? And he nearly, he nearly well, actually, Parrot didn't play at all against Portugal, but he he came on the last minute, Keane, and he he nearly forced that goal that was disallowed. So, what I like about Keane Martin, and I mean, I mean, you're a Manchester United fan, probably would have followed him when he was in the U team. But like he's he's of that similar kind of ilk to Dave McGoldrick, very very tidy feet and very very you know skillful player. Um. His his goals, um, like his scoring stats, will be similar to McGoldrick as well. It's a fire that like he, he doesn't score that many, but he gets a huge amount of assists. He's actually on a decent run this season. So, based on even the the slight impact he had, and, and the fact that he nearly you know came in with an international assist with, with his first minute in an Irish shirt, is he a guy that you'd like to see in the squad going forward? Yeah, I think his games in March will be the ones for him. I think you know, and the more these players are called up into squads and playing and getting the manager look and buying into what the manager's showing them and doing stuff will stand them in good stead. You know, again, it will be formed with his club, which will keep him in the mindset of Kenny. I think it was good to cap him. I thought that was, that was nice. I think it was a nice sentiment to do because he, 
I don't think it was a cheap cap to give away, you know, and, and it was against Portugal, but you know, he had been in, he was injured for the ones, the games where he wasn't, he missed out on the match day squad uh, against Qatar and stuff. So I think it was good that he got capped. Yeah, he, he, he's got to judge him on goals as well. I think, I think gone are the days though where our, I think our strikers will be under more pressure to score now because we're playing more expansive football, creating more chances and it's going to be their job to, if they get a chance, they've got to finish. And I think that's something that Kenny spoke about as well. I think even with Adam Ida, he was isolated in some of his early games. I think Kenny went, I don't think he really had much choice, to be honest, but he went quite with a very, very young forward line. Now, I know he'd had them at the under-21s, Conley and um, Ida up front, and I think it, was, it might have been Troy Parrott, I think, at one game. He played them all, I think, and they were just out of the game. They they, they couldn't get going into it. They, they were just, you know, experienced senior pros kind of showed up their inexperience. Now, I think, though, these lads, are, you know, we've got to remember Ida's so young. Troy Parrott as well. I mean, I had a conversation last night with someone he said, no, he's not going to make it. He's not good enough. Absolute nonsense. Like the guy was rubbish, brilliant rubbish. under 21. You know, he, he may not make it at Tottenham, but he will. He is a professional footballer and he'll score goals. Like, look at look at when we played against um, in the summer, in the June game, Andorra. Yeah. Played really well that day. So you can't just, we, we can't be so harsh to judge them on, on two or three performances where they, where for other reasons they might not get into the game that much. But I think he is definitely one. I'd like to see now go and get more game time um, and, and the same with Will Keane as well. And I'd like to see them obviously get goals. And I think the more strikers we have in our squad, it's not so long ago we had squads where we'd have three or four players who've scored goals. Yeah, None of our strikers had scored. So now at least we've got that. So I think it's very, very positive going forward. I think the thing with Parrot, I mean, a lot of people... They say, oh, he's playing for MK Dons. He's rubbish. And they're not actually looking at the stats. Like, he's three goals. He's a lot of assists. Yeah. Um, you know, he's very unlucky not to have a couple of more goals. And, I mean, any club he's gone to on loan, um, maybe with the exception of Millwall. Like, I mean, Ipswich and, and MK Dons, they absolutely rave about him. Like, yeah, they're yeah. absolutely raving about him. But, I mean, I think it's I think it's a lazy approach for people to say, well, he's, he's rubbish or whatever. And he's 19. I mean, he's been playing, playing first-team football only for a year or so. But, I mean... Irish fans have been really aware about him because of, of how we got on in the Euros in the the ninth or the seventeen Euros, wasn't it? A couple of years yeah. ago, and I mean, people people keep forgetting how young he is. I mean, he's he he's coming up to twenty in um in February, but I mean, he, he's so much developing to do. And I mean, at one stage there was talk the Spurs were going to recall him, <laughs> you know. So he yeah. he is he is just for anyone listening who isn't actually paying attention to how he's doing. We can assure you that he is doing very well with, with, with MK Dons. And for a player his age, he's he's probably exceeding what the, what a lot of 19-year-olds would do who are, you know, a little bit down the pecking order at a, at a Premier League club. I mean, Harry Kane, I don't think he broke into the Spurs team until he was about 22 or 23. And he ha- he had a lot of failed loans. Uh, Parrot's actually making an impression on these loans. So that's something that we need to we need to consider. So that's all the players. Martin, who, who was your player of the international window? I think overall, I think I think Josh Cullen was very impressive overall in the two games. You know, I think the first game against Portugal, he, you know, he that was going to be a big test for him against their their attack lineup, um, and I thought he was very very good again last night. So, um, but again, you got to rule, you can't really rule out Robinson did very very well as well. So, it, it's it's tough really. Um, I'll probably go Cullen overall. Yeah, I. Uh... I'd probably be going for Matt Doherty, uh, and and a player who I don't think gets much praise at all. Uh, but but Colin was great. I mean, Colin does. Uh, I think Colin and Egan um, 
in terms of ball retention, they give us such a different dynamic. So it's 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 great to see the two of them in there and actually performing well and hopefully Cullen keeps some momentum going for Anderlecht. But um but no, it's 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 been a good international window really for, for the two of them. Absolutely brilliant window. I mean, getting the, the results, you know, we've ended on a high. I, I've seen, obviously, followed a bit of social media stuff today. Because um, when you're out there, you know, I haven't watched the game back. And you, you are trying to remember stuff. You see the clips, obviously, you've seen the iconic save and the goals and things like that. Um, but what I would say is, like, you know, the, the, the feel-good feel, feel good thing of Irish football's back in a way. You know, like, we... like. Kenny will be judged, obviously, in time and qualification for tournaments and things like that. But it's so refreshing to see Irish football teams try and play football. Yeah. I mean, the stats today as well that, you know, we've, we've, for the first, I think, four times in 15 years or something that we've played in the way game and passed the ball more than 400 times or something like that. I'll yeah, try and yeah. find and tweet it. But, um, you know, we are trying to play football now. And... I think our players are actually very, very shrewd and clever now. You know, we're getting free kicks when it's not really free kick. You know, they're just to kill the game a little bit or to break up kind of attacks. We're getting a little bit more wily and cleverer. Um, I think we're in a very good place with it. I think as Irish fans, you know, I've I seen Stephen Kenny's press conference after the game last night. And he said he's like, you know, it's embarrassing for him. He would rather it's about the players. Yeah, it's a bit he doesn't want to hear his name and stuff. But I think he will be secretly kind of you know i think he was surprised um at the level of support that that has been for him wanting him to do well i think and he is appreciative of it as well um it's interesting you know he goes over he has gone over to see the fans he was doing that last night i thought it was very clever of him to do that in the viva the other night uh for the portugal game that he was down the front meeting fans having photos with them and stuff um i thought that was really really clever because it's showing that he is, you know, personable, basically, good personality and stuff. And interesting today, Gavin Cooney, who I think is very, very good as a journalist covering the Irish team, he retweeted the post-match Qatar away game when, you know, Kenny came out fighting, basically saying, you know, there's a lot of people jumping on my back here and stuff, you know, and I'm confident in this. I don't let it bother me. I don't let this bother me, This, this the, the negativity. And he really has kind of proved that he, he hasn't let that get to him. And I think he's, his faith in the squad has been kind of redeemed by them. You know, I, I think they all, I know the players aren't going to go to a press conference and say, um, you know, oh, no, we're not behind a manager. That's never going to happen. But I think to hear them so, and senior pros, especially like Duffy saying, you know, if you're writing that we're not behind him, you're writing something wrong because that's not the case. You know, and I, I think he's got a very, very content and happy squad there. And, yeah, it really bodes well now. I'm really looking for, I mean, I was absolutely buzzing last night. I mean, just such a likeable group. We haven't, we've had great trips away. We've had great trips at home games, you know, but for, you know, I, not many years have I seen Ireland win 3 0 away from home. Let's just say that. And brilliant, like, night then. You know, people were out the night before, obviously, in a good crack, sing songs, everything like that. But last night as well, just after the game, Bars I was in was just absolutely heaving, sing song, and it was all about Stephen Kenny and the team and stuff. Yeah. And like even like Omar Bamadeli songs, we're just all really getting behind these these young lads, and I think they've got to be an inspiration to young people in Ireland. And I think coming out of COVID, I think I I often get on this track. I know that, but I think that's very important for young people to be inspired by these players. And you know, I think anyone who went to the Portugal game, 
knows now that we can compete with Portugal. They didn't even qualify. We've got to remember that as well. They haven't qualified automatically. We competed with them. Could have beat them in Faro. And Ireland are playing a different type of football now. Bring your kids to come to the Ireland in, in March and June. Like We've got that four or five games, I think, in June with the way the World Cup works out. That draw now is on the 16th of December. I'm just so excited for it, to be honest. Yeah, and to put it into context, one loss in 10 games, four clean sheets, four victories. And, you know, you can see the string of results and it's just momentum after momentum because I think the Qatar match away that, that you referenced there, Martin, with the with the Kenny interview, I mean, yeah. we, we drew it, but but it was, an, it was an improvement upon the last kind of five or six games previous. And then we went and beat Andorra. Then we had an excellent great game against Hungary. And then, of course, we came into the, the last set of fixtures. So... We lost to Portugal on the 96th minute, you know, so it, it was just constant improvement after improvement. And I mean, we're in beaten in six since then. Like, so it's, it's, it really is positive and, and sport is all about momentum. Football is all about momentum. So, you know, it, there's always a massive gap between international games and the mood is always set with the last game or the, or the, you know, the closing kind of um, minutes or the closing kind of half of, of the international yeah. window. And I mean, it's, it's three goals in the last whatever half hour or so. So momentum is surely going to be taken into March and it's, it's very, very exciting times. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, that is the key thing. Like you said, I, I, again, in, in previous campaigns though, we, this is why it's different for me now. In previous campaigns, when we used to go to play the top seeds away, we'd always put up a performance against them. Um, and we might, you know, we might get a draw or we might, you know, we might get, we might, we might score. Very unlikely we wouldn't know, but we'd always put in a really good performance away against the top seeds. And then invariably we'd kind of lose or draw at home to them in Dublin. That's what I think we've done over the years. The one in Portugal, though, it was totally different seeing like how we played and everything. And I think that's what we kicked on and that's what you're actually seeing now. If you actually do watch the football, we're playing different football now. Like we are actually creating so many chances. And It's the it's, confidence. It's, I mean, it's the confidence and, and not, knocking it around so casually against a team like yeah. Portugal. It is. It's just totally different watching Ireland now. It's so enjoyable to see them. It's not going over there and playing hoofball and trying to nick one from a set piece. We went there and I wouldn't, uh, like, we, I know this <laughs> sounds a bit mad, but like, we, we, we do have players who are playing above themselves sometimes. You know, they're not at the big clubs and stuff like that, but they are able to compete. It's 11 against 11 at the end of the day. And that's what we are able to do. And I think they must get confidence from that being told, go and play football. You play football, your clubs. This is what we're doing now and you can compete. And I think that's that's what we're going to do. It's so refreshing to see us trying to do that. And I think at times, though, we will come up against Spain in, you know, and, and we'll try and play football. We'll get caught at the back. If we, you know, I I'm, I hate that short goal kick thing because <laughs> it's so risky for me. But I can actually, I'm, I'm relaxing a bit now. It used to really worry me watching it. Um, I trust them now that they're going to get it right. And but then I see, you know. This is the difference now. That that that's why I've got to adapt as a fan to seeing as well. But I know that we will get caught. I mean, if you think back of the penalty that we gave away in Pharaoh, it was from that very thing. We got caught. You learn from your mistakes though, and that's what I think this team are clever enough. Some of these players, they learn from their mistakes. So I think it's very refreshing to see Irish lads playing football now. And I think that's built in all the way down to the underage groups as well. And um, yeah, good time to be an Ireland fan. You know, we're very, very positive. Three 0 away win to end the group. Um it was it was a good November. Yeah, certainly onwards and upwards, and it's it's exciting times in Irish football. So, as Martin mentioned, the draw for the the European Nations League, excuse me, is going to be made on the 16th of December. So we'll be keeping a very keen eye on that. 
in terms of what we'll be coming up with, so we're hoping to have a couple of retro episodes out in the next week or so. It's kind of what we do best, isn't it, Martin? So Martin <laughs> O'Neill part four, uh, which I know we've been waiting for about a month to do. We hope to have that out in the next couple of weeks. And of course, we'll have our boys in green Monday week after the domestic weekend of football. So until then, take care and come on, you boys in green. <laughs>